It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode 50. It's a special celebration today here at Not So Bon Voyage. Christine and I are asking each other our Not So Fab Five questions, and the answers will blow your mind. Let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy! Ahoy! Voyagers, we did it! We it's did it! Episode 50. Stoked, you guys. Episode 50. 50. We made it. 5-0. That's a lot of episodes. That's a ton of episodes. We've been very busy. We've been very busy. We want to kick off this episode by saying that this is going to be a very special episode, a very celebratory episode where you get to hear some crazy stories from both Christine and I. Yeah. And... Before we get into that, though, we do want to take just a very small moment to say thank you. Thank you, Voyager. Thank you very much to every Voyager, past, present, and future, if you're listening to this in the future. Uh, the future. <laughs> we want to thank you for coming along for this journey, for being part of the voyage, and for helping support this podcast. We really appreciate all of our listeners, and we are loving the feedback. People have been reaching out to us, telling us what they love about the podcast, and we are just so excited to connect with you and are having so much fun listening to what you think and your stories, and we're just having a great time. So thank you so much, because if you guys weren't listening, then we probably wouldn't do this. Actually, maybe we would. Maybe we would, but, but I feel like we probably wouldn't be. It's definitely better to have, know that people are actually listening. Yes, that is definitely a massive uh, plus. Whether you're cleaning your house right now or making dinner or you're jogging, whatever you're doing. Jogging even. Whether you're jogging or jogging, we hope that we are entertaining you with these crazy ass travel stories and making you excited to travel someday in the future. Yes, I know that times are tough now and a lot of our listeners, not everyone is a big time traveler like us. Um, but I know a lot of you are, and I know that it's difficult right now at the moment when we can't travel. So hopefully these stories are motivating you and definitely teaching you lessons of things not to do when you're traveling. Because as much as we like to keep this fun and entertaining, we also want to, you know, every now and then impart a little bit of wisdom. So the next time you do hit the road, you do stay safe. Because remember, if you don't, you got to tell us about it. And hopefully, you know, we get some good stories, but you know, you stay safe as well. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Also, the stories are very and, much equal. I mean, the stories without the without the stories, we have no podcast. Actually, the so. stories are more important. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Okay, so <laughs> without further ado, let's kick off the special episode fifty. Now, we are going to do something different today in celebration of our podcast and in celebration of us. And <laughs> of us, of you us. guys have to celebrate us now. Yes. So you will, if you're a long term listener, you will be familiar with the two formats. We have we tell stories, we do some in the news. And we also have our Voyager chat where we always kick off the start of the episode by asking the not-so-fab five questions. And today we thought, hey, why don't we ask each other those questions? Because wouldn't it be nice to learn a little bit more about your favorite podcast hosts? We're turning the tables. My have the turntables have turned. Have turned. They are here, and we are going to be answering the not-so-fab five questions ourselves. Both of us are going to do it, so we're really excited. It's going to be fun. Yes. Okay. So, Christine, uh, but let's just get jump straight into it, and I ask you the first of our not-so-fab five questions. What is the worst food that you've ever eaten on your travels? Mm, worst food? We've definitely eaten some uh, suspicious things, shall I say? Suspicious on things. On our travels that I'm like... 
weren't the best things, but we, we, you know, we like to mix it up and try different things. The thing that came to mind for me when I was looking at this question was when we were in Mexico, specifically in San Cristobal in 2013, we were helping out at an organization down there and we spent the day working on a very local farm. Oh, I know where this story's going. For this family. And we were helping them, you know, do God knows what. We're not farmers, but we did something. Planting we doing seeds something. or hoeing. We're probably hoeing. You were hoeing. You were hoeing. Jules is hoeing. You were the... You were the chief hoe. And chief hoe in charge. So we were helping them out. We were starving. We hadn't eaten all day. By the end of our shift working on this farm, we were so hungry. And they invited us in for lunch. Now, at this point, we were both very strict vegetarians. I had been vegetarian for eight years, I think, at that point. And so I was pretty strict. I did not eat any meat. So I was at the point where any meat looked disgusting to me. I did not want to touch a drop. It gets like that when you're vegetarian for a long time. So this family was incredibly gracious to serve us a chicken soup. They, you know, grabbed one of their chickens, killed the chicken, made us this soup. Probably one of those chickens we were hanging out with that day. Oh, definitely. I think we had a a name for it, but goodbye chicken. It was now in the soup. It was now called lunch. So of course we had to eat the soup. They were so nice and so generous to prepare those for us, but it was really difficult to get down just because we were super vegetarian. And then we find out towards the end of the meal that we're actually also sharing food with somebody who had typhoid. One of the other people who we were working with on the farm was sharing the soup with us, and they were like, oh, yeah, I have typhoid, by the way. Oh, okay, great. So it was became less appetizing after that. So that was, a, that was not the best meal I've ever had. Well, I think that the best part about that story actually was the fact that we'd eaten the food after working all day and we were starving, and then we went back and did a little bit of extra work, and then they said they were going to feed us again. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. And they actually fed us the same soup, but this time it was cold. Well, they also took everybody's leftover bowls and put it back in the pot. And so I think that was where the typhoid nervousness came from, because whoever had the typhoid bowl went back in the pot, and that's what they served us again. And so he was a little bit like, oh, we're going to get typhoid right now. But I don't think we did. No, we didn't. We've had a lot of other things along the travels, but no typhoid no so typhoid. far. No typhoid. Woo! Hashtag no typhoid. Woo. Yay. So that was my worst meal. What was your worst thing you've ever eaten while traveling? My worst thing would probably have to be two things, and they were both in Peru when we were volunteering over there. And one was a boiled pigskin soup, which was mm. just as disgusting as it sounds. It was pieces of pigskin that were boiled, and they turned kind of gluttonous, glutinous. Oh, yeah. That's okay. the word. You know, kind of like a gelatin Like almost. gelatinous. Gelatinous. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you very much. We know You're that we are not a word podcast. But if we were, I would be the queen of it. You absolutely would be. So it was very gelatinous. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote down gelatinous. Uh, that's not a word. I said claggy also. And yeah. it also had, this is the, probably the worst part about it, it also had the odd random kind of spiky hair that was sticking oh, into a it. A spiky hair? Well, you know how pig hair is very sort oh, of brittle? okay. I thought you meant like a human hair. No, no, like pig hair, like spiky. Oh, like very like um, wiry. Very wiry, of... yes. Mm, and then very on, wiry. Very wiry. <laughs> and then another one also, um, so this is all working with communities out in sort of rural rural areas of Peru and, you know, people that really utilize all their resources. So that's great. It's even just, the hair. Even, even the, the hair. hair. It's, which is great. But just when you're not used to it, 
and your uh, taste buds aren't accustomed to it, that's when it becomes a little bit more like, hmm, that's interesting. And so the other one was when I was eating a very interesting noodle dish and I thought this pasta is either very al dente or it's just like a very chewy type of pasta. I actually realized it was uh, chicken intestines. <gasps> intestines? Yes, which are all very, very skinny sort of noodle type things. And I was chewing oh, on them. I'm like, hmm, hmm, this is very interesting pasta. And then I found out it was uh, just basically a chicken intestine pasta. Wow. Was there regular pasta also in it? It was just entirely made of chicken intestines. Yeah, just in, entirely chicken intestines. Was there a sauce? Yeah, it had vegetables and things like that in it. That's why I thought it was just hmm. some kind of cold pasta salad, but really it was a cold chicken intestine salad. Wow. Next time I have pasta, I'm probably going to think about that. Yeah. Please. Thank you for that lovely no story. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy. Okay. Next question on our Not So Fab Five questions. Christine, what is the least favorite country you have been to? And I know you're going to ask me this as well. And we ask all our guests this, and it's a really interesting question to answer for a lot of different reasons. Um, so I will let you get into it, and then I will tell you mine. So, yeah, as you said, this is a very controversial question when we ask this of Voyagers on our podcast. And somebody has flipped the script and asked us as well. And we preface this by saying it's not anything bad about that country necessarily. It's just our personal experience in the country. So don't hate us. Don't at us, please. Well, you can add us, but don't give us too much hate. Yeah, Please especially if nice. you're from that country. I mean, yeah, you convince sorry, us guys. otherwise. Yeah, convince us otherwise. Invite us back. We'll come. We'll visit. We'll see a new side. Yeah, we're always open to second chances for giving. I mean, obviously not about flight attendants. Like if they contacted oh, no. us. No, no. If they contacted us and they were like, hey, like why do you guys give us such a bad rap? We'd be like, get the fuck out of here. We have, yeah, we're not giving them a second chance. No chances. We've already given them many chances. Many, many chances. Too many, if you ask right. me. Okay, so least favorite country, I'm going to say Cambodia. Mm. I know it's very controversial. Some people, it's like their most favorite country. So I feel bad, obviously, saying Cambodia because they've had so much difficult history. It's been a tough time for them. If you yeah. don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Google the history. University of Google. Time. But also, it was right after Thailand. We had such a good time in Thailand. The food was cracking in Thailand. And then we get to Cambodia, and the food is not cracking. It is rough for vegetarians. It's Just, not crackalacking. It's not crackalacking. We had some good gray meat situation looking thing. Yeah, it was not good. They yeah. don't have the culinary scene as their neighbors, Thailand to the west and Vietnam to the east. Exactly. That's correct. Also, I got a migraine when we visited Angkor Wat, and that was rough. Jules had to maneuver me into a tuk-tuk with these two bikes, and it was a it was a whole thing. Well, that's a bit of that is a great story. That is a great not so bon voyage that, that story is in it. itself because not so, it wasn't great for me. It sucks. No, well you don't you don't remember it because Christine literally had. So here's this. I mean, I know you hate to talk about your migraines because it brings out a lot of bad memories. But migraine sufferers, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So we were in the middle of the day, middle of exploring these ruins, and we're on push bikes. So we're outside of town. We'd ridden all the way. There. It's not that far, but it's like it's a bit of a ride. Christine feels like she's got a migraine coming on. So the first thing she does is close her eyes. For the next like three hours, Christine it was sitting in the <laughs> restaurant <laughs> while I was trying to like flagged down a tuk-tuk driver, got a tuk-tuk driver, and then got like Christine blindfolded into the tuk-tuk, got two bikes attached to the back of the tuk-tuk, got the tuk-tuk home, 
got Christine into the hostel. So Christine, basically, we were sitting at a restaurant. She closed her eyes and hours later woke up in a hostel. Yeah, and we had the bikes, the push bikes on the back of the tuk-tuk and the gates are so yes, narrow, yes, anchor yes. wide that they wouldn't fit in between the gates. They were knocking everywhere. It was just a whole mess. One but stage, did a great job. drove through and just like the wheel just went gong and yeah. just smashed into the side of the ruins. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. So that wasn't fun. That was no good. I also We also had bed bugs in Siem Reap. I don't know if you were there for that, but I had that. I remember that. Uh, we visited Koh Rong, which was crazy, like so busy and party. It was too much. But also in saying that, I really liked Koh Rong Sam Luem. That is a beautiful island. And also I did a yoga and meditation retreat in Cambodia, which was wonderful. So just the good with the bad. Uh, every country has its good and bad parts, but that's just one country that I, I'm not eager to go back to. Yep, I, I can say that. So deal with it, people. Suck it, you know? I'm just, I just have to put it out there. I'm answering the question. Oh, there you go. Okay. What has been your least favorite country? Okay. This one was very hard to think of because as we often talk to our guests about, a lot of the times our least favorite countries are very much wrapped up in our own personal experiences, just as yours was with Cambodia, as opposed to there being anything inherently off taste about the culture or the, you know, the things like that. So I had to really think about this, and it's kind of weird that I thought about this country, but I feel like Bulgaria was maybe one of my least favorite countries. And I know this is kind of tough because we actually spent more than two months living in Plovdiv, but I just feel like looking back, and at the time it didn't really feel that bad, but when I look back and I compare it to all the amazing places we've been to, it just seemed a bit drab it was a little bit hard to connect with the culture and there's obviously a language barrier. And I don't know. I just think looking back on it now, I just feel like, I mean, we had some fun times there. We had some friends come and visit us. We enjoyed the old town of Plovdiv. But I just think that culturally Bulgaria just didn't really vibe with us. Bulgarians are not going to be happy with you. Bulgarians. I don't know if we've got any Bulgarian listeners out there. We're about to get a lot of angry messages in Cyrillic. I don't know. What did you think? I, yeah, I could see that. It's, it's not as vibrant, you know? It's very, like, Eastern European. It's very, like, mm, this is just kind of, you this know what I mean? how it is. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's not as, like, hot and, like, da-da-da, you know? Not as lively as other countries we've been to. And I feel bad for them because I know that, obviously, being part of the Eastern Bloc and being part of Soviet Russia has sort of suppressed a bit of that maybe entrepreneurship and also that creativity. And so, you know, you can see it in a lot of the the architecture and the the you know, just the sheer concrete block buildings and the um so I think that over the year I mean this is not like this is not just my personal opinion. This is like very much a like a global I don't know. Everybody agrees with Everybody us. Everybody agrees. No, but I'm just saying like We'll Eastern, take a poll. We'll take a poll, but like old school Eastern Europeans like have a very different more of a mm. pessimistic outlook. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. In Hungary, they are very negative. Not everybody, but the old school views is like, um, like if you're pregnant, you say you're carrying your burden and other negative uh, idioms. Translations, yes. Yeah, which is pretty funny. So I would just say, yeah, Bulgaria, probably. Yeah, we when we visited Sunny Beach, it was... Uh, intense experience. It was very party centric. I I sound like I don't like to party. We have so much fun partying, but it was just like a lot of people, a lot of men like touching women, and everybody's. It was wasted. like a trash. It was like a trashier version of a Cancun. 
which yes. I know is hard which to, is hard to imagine. Yes. Exactly. Much trashier than Cancun. Wow. That yeah. is a that's a testament to how trashy it was. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, I, I could see that. It, yeah. it wasn't my favorite country either. Yeah. But I mean, we did stay there for two months. So obviously, we liked something about it. Pop Div was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On a least intense note, Christine, tell me about the most overrated landmark or attraction that you have visited on your travels with or without me. I am pretty much very easily impressed by a lot of things, so I can't think of anything. Christine is a wower. Christine's a I'm wow. A, such a wower. I I will let you know if I like. You a will place. wow. You will hear it. I will wow. Oh, get me in front of fireworks! Oh my god! It's you will on. not shut her up. It's on. I can, I mean, don't 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 try and stop me with the fireworks. I'm serious. The most overrated landmark or attraction. Well, two come to mind. First I've got one, two as well. Really? Okay. Yeah, two quick ones I got. Yeah, two quick ones. Me too. First one is the Moulin Rouge, which as I was typing this, I realized I've never actually been inside the Moulin Rouge, but outside is just like not as cool as you would expect it. What's Is it an inside or an outside attraction? It's both. So outside is like the sign and the windmill and stuff. You know, you've seen Moulin Rouge. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. You've never seen Moulin Rouge? I don't think so. It's very sad. She dies at the end. Oh, okay. Well, I obviously never need to watch it now. It's a really old. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert to anybody. What's the, How old is it? It's like 20 years old or something. Okay, because there is a statute of limitations in terms of spoilers. It's 20 years. Okay, well, there. I think I'm in the clear with that one. So if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, guess what? Bruce Willis is a ghost. The whole time. Not the whole time. Not the very beginning. But anyway, we're not a movie spoilers podcast. No, no, Could no. Could be, though. Could That'd be. That'd be fun. We've already spoiled two. There we go. We're, we're on a roll. roll. I'll try to think if I can think of any more. Okay. Okay. So Moulin Rouge, it is a club dance show. It used to be basically like an old school strip club, basically, Ooh-ho. where they like show their ankles. They do the can-can. Okay. It's okay. big there. So now they just do like kitschy shows for tourists, basically, which I did not go inside. But the outside... It's not that great. It's a photo op. I thought it'd be like fun and exciting or whatever, but it's in this like sketchy part of town that's just got tons of people like catcalling you and just really seedy. So it was, I'm just not impressed with it. Okay. Okay. What's your most overrated landmark? Okay. My first one is uh, Hollywood. Actually, both both of mine are in the U.S., Okay. Yeah, I, I take personal offense to that, but it's fine. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'll do my. Bo- I have to think of one in Australia. Now. I'll do my two really quickly. My first one is Hollywood, and it's the Walk of Fame. Uh, I, that was my second one. Okay. Well, there you go. There then, you so go. See, we can talk about. It. All right. Well, we'll talk about that one. Why? First of all, first time in LA over ten years ago. Definitely thought at that stage, coming from Australia and being sort of increasingly more influenced by American pop culture growing up. Definitely thought that Hollywood was going to be something a lot more glitzy and glamoury. Definitely thought that I was going to see celebrities just walking down the street and hanging out in cafes. Didn't see any of that. Saw a lot of homeless people. Saw a lot of people (laughs) dressed up as really janky versions of cartoon characters and superheroes. Saw a lot of people asking for money and saw a lot of dirty streets. So that was my first impression of the Walk of Fame and Hollywood. That's pretty much what it is. It's dirty. There's like knockoff Marvel characters. And then you have the stars on the ground. Yep. Very unimpressed. Unimpressive. And the other one that I did, which is uh, very close to home, 
and my new home that is anyway, is Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. <gasps> Blasphemy. Which is about three or four blocks away from where we live right now. And I was running through, I was actually looking at a list for inspiration because I was like, what attractions haven't I liked? And then I came across that and I thought, yeah, Fisherman's Wharf is very touristy and kind of shitty. Like all of the restaurants down there are shit. Oh, they're so bad. They're guys. so bad because do not go to a restaurant on Fisherman's Wharf Mm-mm. because they're just like one and done. They know they're never going to see you again. They give you crappy food that's overpriced. It's a lot of shitty souvenirs. That's yeah, a good one, actually. There are the seals down there, which are kind of cool, but you can see seals everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, it, I mean, there's way cooler parts of San Francisco than Fisherman's Wharf. Unless you're a family. It's kind of good for families because they have like a few family attractions and whatnot. And the mini donuts are good. There you go. There you go. That's a good one, actually. Fisherman's Wharf, not that impressive. Although I do feel like I have to defend it since it's in my home town yes and it is in our neighborhood of san francisco it's in our hood now it's in our hood also ghirardelli is very good yes i would i would separate that from the wolf yeah okay fair enough fair enough okay christine what is the worst place that you've ever slept on your travels okay i also have two for this one i have a couple which is kind of hard but i have some like quick ones and i have like a explanation one okay the first one quick one is was a hostel in cambodia sorry cambodia Really hating on Cambodia. I know. It was funny because the the hostel, this hostel, it was more of a guest house. There was a little boy who ran the place, apparently. He was hilarious. I know which one you're talking about. He was maybe seven? Oh, nah. Maybe like 10. Okay, maybe 10. He was very small. Hard to tell. And he was just like a little man. He was taking care of business. He was checking us in. He checked us in, like He did everything. (laughs) He did the whole thing. I don't know if anybody else worked there, but he, he did it. And the other part of that was when we got into the room, it was very dirty. And so they were sweeping up, not him, somebody else was sweeping up. And they were sweeping up all sorts of dirt, as well as a used condom that was on the floor of our room. And they swept it up and got rid of it. And God knows they probably did not change the sheets. It was just a, 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 icky. It was icky. Yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Ugh. What do you got? Uh, I got, well, there's like a couple of like ones off the top of my head. One was obviously the bed bugs in Nicaragua. Oh, yeah. That dodgy forest sort of rooftop um, hostel, which we talked Mm -hmm. about in detail in episode 10, if you want to hear more about that, in one of our Hostel Horrors episodes. Yeah, go back and listen to that one because that is a wild ride of a story. This hostel owner hated TripAdvisor. He was very intense. We had bed bugs. It was a crazy, crazy night. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like a lot of the times the worst places also, like a lot of these stories, I mean, we always talk about the negatives of these stories, but really there's life lessons in there, there's personal lessons, there's travel lessons, and there's good stories, which is one of the reasons why we do the Not So Bon Voyage podcast because we're not trying to show the negatives of travel. We're trying to tell the funny, interesting stories. And so they often, like the worst place or the least favorite country, have the best stories. Mm -hmm. So one of the worst places I've ever slept was back in 2010 when I was traveling through Costa Rica and I was couch surfing. And for those of you who don't know, we've talked a little bit about on the show. Basically, it's like a Tinder of finding places Mm -hmm. to sleep. You, But you don't hook up. But you don't hook up. I mean, probably do. do. It's like a, a social network where you can connect with other hosts who basically just offer up their place for you to stay. So I had found a place to stay in Costa Rica. It was this sort of middle-aged woman. I was in my early 20s. She was probably maybe middle-aged. 
So, you know, like we just connected. Yep, cool. She, I have a profile. She has a profile. Can I come stay with you for a few days? No problems. So I go there. I meet her. She's nice. And then, you know, she's just kind of doing her thing. And so I decide to head out into the town and I go out. I meet a couple of people. I have a couple of drinks, but no, nothing crazy. A couple of beers. I go back, normal sort of dinner time-ish. And I realize that all the doors are locked. And all my stuff is on the inside, so I've got everything, my camera, you know, my my passport, all my clothes, and all the doors are locked, and I'm like knocking on the door thinking, oh, fuck, like, how am I going to get back in? And the woman, she comes to the door, and she but she stands back, and she's like, where have you been? And I was like, oh, I mean, it was, maybe it was like 9 o'clock or something. And where I was like, have you been, mister? Yeah, she's like, where have you been? And I said, oh, I was out, and, you know, I went to a bar, and was with some people, and... She's like, have you been drinking? And I said, I had a couple of beers. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't let you in if you've been drinking. Oh, my God. She should have definitely told you that before you went out. Yeah, I know. I mean. Stipulation. Yeah. And I said, sorry. I was very confused. It was very, like, kind of bizarre. She's like, sorry, I can't let you in if you've been drinking. Um, I can't have you in the house if if you're drunk. And I said, I'm not drunk. I had a couple of beers. Um, so I don't really know what you want me to do. All my stuff's inside. And she said, well, you're going to have to sleep outside on the porch in a hammock. Oh, my God. That's so intense. Wow. And so, so I was like, this is one of the most bizarre encounters that I've ever had uh, in couch surfing. So I was like, okay. So I like walked off and I came back in like five minutes and my bag was out the front. I took my bag and I changed and I slept in like a very uncomfortable hammock. And then the next morning, she opened. Next, the weirdest thing is that the next morning she opened the door. She's super friendly, just like she was the night before. She's like, "Hey, I made you breakfast. Come in." Da, da, da. That is so. And it weird. was like a very weird. In, so I was just like, "Oh, okay." I think I had like another night or two to stay with her, and I just kind of politely said, "Oh, I've changed my plan. I've met some people. I'm going to go stay with them." And I think I just went and booked into a hostel because it was. Very odd. I was like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. This woman's kind of crazy. Wow. If you had gotten drunk off two beers, you'd be such a cheap drunk. You'd be such a lightweight. Yeah, I guess she was just, I don't know. I don't know. I can get that maybe that's her policy, but then she definitely should have that listed on couch surfing. It's like, if you stay with me, do not drink any alcohol. Yeah, or you'll have to sleep outside like a dog. That's brutal. Some couch surfing hosts are really weird. Yeah. Oh, boy. We've had some weirdos. No offense if you're a couch surfing host. Not all of them, but they're just really odd people sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, that was that one. I mean, and then we've had the usual stuff like... Uh, we had a time we slept in an airport in Colombia because we got into that awkward stage where it was too it was too late to go. Like we didn't want to catch the bus all the way into town and get a hotel or a hostel because it was too late. But it was also way too early to start the day. So we're like, let's just sleep in the airport. And so it was a cold, hard, very, very extremely well-lit area on the cold tiles mm-hmm. in this airport. And we just hung these... We put our hammocks down and just, just on the floor. We, which did we nothing. just slept on top of our hammocks on the floor. Yeah, hammocks are not very comfortable unless they're hanging. Yes, and we got food from the vending machine. Yes, we did. We had a we had a vending machine dinner. A vending machine feast. It was delicious. It was lovely. And this is pre. I don't even think we had. There was no Netflix back then. We didn't have anything to watch. <laughs> Netflix was probably still like you had to get it mailed to your house. Yeah. Uh, any others? What? Any other places? Worst place? No, those are my crazy places. I mean, we have loved. a lot more, but we couldn't. We can't talk the whole podcast about them. Yeah, that's true. 
Okay. All right. And now the final question, Christine. And this is the one that we ask everybody and we have had a few positive answers. Well, not positive, a few confirmations, but a lot of people who have chosen to remain silent on this. So let's see how Christine goes. Christine, have you ever pooped your pants while traveling? No. Sorry to disappoint. Boo. And not that I can remember. I'm trying to, I don't think I have. But I feel like that's something you would remember, right? Maybe not. But I have been very, very, close. Unless you very like close. completely push it to the back of your mind. Yeah, I might have yeah, blocked it out of my memory. But I have been very, very close. I don't know if you remember this, but we were in Garden of the Gods in Colorado. Yep. Remember that place? Yes. It's like this beautiful drive. You're in the mountains. It's like green with against the rocks. It's so beautiful, guys. If you have a chance, go to Garden of the Gods. But we were kind of hanging out in the van one afternoon. I was I actually doing some work on the solar panels. You were making sure the solar panels didn't fly off while we were on the highway yes. and murder whoever was driving behind us. Yes, I realized uh, I was actually trying to install the front solar panels on the van and realizing that the screws were very loose in the roof and that there was a potential for them to fly off at 100 miles an hour. So I was making sure the solar panels were going to stick on. That's correct. So for some reason, we were like hanging out in this area and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom immediately, like very much emergency. And I took the van, you stayed in that area, and I drove to the visitor center and on the way to the visitor center, because I was like, they'll have a bathroom, but I really had to go. So I was like looking in the back of the van for like a plastic bag just in case I could not hold it in. And then I was like on the way to the visitor center, I was like looking at the bushes like every second. I was like, if it happens now, where can I go? Like, what is alert. the best toilet bush? Yes. What is the best makeshift toilet for me? So I get to the visitor center and it's closed and I'm banging on the doors to get somebody to let me in. It's completely locked and shut. Double fist banging or single fist? Double fist at this point. We double fist double, I was double fisting this door. And I actually saw somebody inside, but they couldn't hear me. You weren't banging loud enough. It was like a bad dream. They were kind of in the distance. And I, I don't know, I guess they were very strong doors, but they could not hear me. It was horrible. So I ran downstairs to the bottom level, banged on that door, Finally, someone let me in. And when they opened the door, I played it so cool. I was like, oh, hey, like, do you mind if I use your bathroom? There's sweat dripping down off your face. I'm like like, shaking. You're like, hi, could I? I think I pulled it off pretty well. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, walking, quickly walking to the bathroom. And thank God I made it in time because that could have been very messy. But yeah, that's my very close call. Okay. Well, me? Well, um, I mean... Honestly, like it's hard to think of exact moments, but I know that there was times like the time I've talked about this on the podcast, I think it was maybe like, oh, maybe, I don't know, episode 25 or 26, when I got really bad food poisoning in El Salvador and I was up and down the bathroom. Like there was definitely times like in the middle of the night where I woke up, I was like, well, I missed that bathroom trip. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there was that. Um, I mean, I definitely had a um, an experience at Burning Man. An experience. An experience uh, in the poop, in the pant pooping um, realm. In the realm of pant pooping. And then, um, but speaking of all these pant pooping experiences, it did actually make me think of a very funny and weird bathroom experience that isn't to do with pooping pants, but it is to do with urinating. And it was just, you remember this. Urinating in your pants? No, no, I didn't pee my pants. Uh, That, for a guy, I feel like when you're traveling, is very easy to avoid because you can just. 
That's the end true. of the day, just go, look, I know, like, I'm really sorry, but, like, I'm going to pee in front of this family because otherwise I'm going to pee my pants. In front of a family? You're like, where's the closest family? Where's I got to pee. No, I'm just saying, like, you if you got... to in front of no, them. No, I was saying, like, that would be, like, the worst case scenario. You had to mm. pee and there was, like, a family there and you're like, I'm sorry, guys. And then and you're on the sex offender list of that country. Of that country, yeah. <laughs> Never to return. So this experience, uh, it takes us to Colombia, to a little place called Uribia, which is in the north, and it is literally in the middle of nowhere. And I actually, it's, it's funny, I was thinking about, I'm pretty sure I've written this down in a journal entry one time, and I do, and it's a small excerpt, and I feel like the best way to tell this story would just be to read the journal entry for you guys. Oh, here we go. It is called Peeing Into a Sink in Front of a Little Person Chef in Uribia, Columbia. Oh, a chef. Great. Okay. Yes. And it says, okay, so I know this sounds really weird, but it's true. And I swear it was her idea. So that, oh, God. That is the tagline. Wow. Right. So here we go. Story time. We were on our way back from Cabo de la Vela in northern Colombia. After sitting in a bumpy 4x4 for five hours, crammed in with a dozen people, chickens, goats, and three desert tortoises, I was busting for a toilet stop. When we finally stopped in Arabia, my first point of call was a toilet. An aging cowboy on the corner directed me to a small restaurant, which ended up being more like a residential house, and I was ushered through the living room and out the back. Unfortunately, all I found out there was what looked like a locked storage cupboard. By this stage, I was about to burst. I was just standing around, visibly distressed, when a woman of smaller stature, about four foot, she was a little person, came up and tapped me on the arm and pointed to a little sink. A little sink. I asked her if she was serious and she just kept saying, see, and to go for it. Oh Hesitantly, I approached the kitchen sink as she approached the one next to me and started washing up some dishes. Oh, Jesus. She was standing on a little box so she could reach the taps and I was peeing into this little sink as she looked across at me and smiled. Mm. I thought I would have got a little stage fright from those watchful eyes, but the sound of running water next to me helped me and before I knew it, I thanked her and was ducking out the back door. A memorable moment and reminder that sometimes you just need to go with the flow. No uh, pun intended. That was beautifully written. And that was written back in like when that first happened. It was a journal entry that I found. That was so good. Wow. <laughs> and I, when I read that, I was like, I feel like I've written this down, this story. So I, I searched for it and I found it. And uh, I thought I just need to read this as it was in the moment rather than trying to retell it. Oh my god! I can just—I just feel bad for anybody who ate it. Was it a restaurant? I, I or still was it don't. Somebody's house. I still don't know. I'm not sure. Oh god! Whoever was eating out of whatever gets cooked made in that sink. Oof! I can still picture it to this day. The way she just went, like put her hand over and just went here, and I was just like, "Are you serious?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was just peeing there, and she was just like washing dishes, looking over and smiling at me, and I just went. Uh, okay. And now she probably has a story. Now she has a story to tell on her podcast, her yes, Colombian podcast. She does. She's probably telling that same story in Spanish. She it's said a gringo, like a, a gringo, a huge gringo, a huge gringo peed in my sink, and it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's her title. <laughs> nice. There we go. Wow, that's a great story. Not a poopy pants story. But, Not a poopy pants, but, it's but still good. it has happened uh, times on my travels before. Time and time again. Time and time again. <laughs> Uh, but there we go, guys. That is our not-so-fab five questions from both Christine and myself. Love it. Trip down memory lane. A little trip down memory lane, which I thought was a little bit fitting for our celebratory 50th episode because we started this podcast, just me and Christine chatting, 
And we changed the formats a little bit over time. We brought on some guests. We've changed up things. But we figured for 50, we just wanted to bring it back to the old school and tell some of our stories. Yes, that's right. And it's really fun to reminisce about our stories because sometimes the things that happened a long time ago, we tend to forget. So it's nice to bring all those happy, happy times up where we almost pooped our pants and various other things. Yes. So it was good. And it's also fun to think about our own not-so-bomb voyages because we do have quite a few. We just often don't think about them. That's right. We need to think about them more. Yeah, we do. All right, guys, that is the end of the celebratory episode 50. Yay. We want to thank you once again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And yeah, just a little something different. We are going to resume our usual broadcasting. Next week, we have a Voyager chat coming up. Uh, We talked to a fellow travel blogger and friend of ours. He's got some crazy stories, so get excited about that. And then we're just going to keep rolling, rolling with the punches. We're going to... Rolling with the homies. We're going to have some in the newsers. We're going to do... You know, when there's an episode, you know it's going to be good stuff. It's definitely going to be good stuff. It's always good stuff. It's always good. Okay, for now, you can uh, remember, follow us along on the social pipes at Not So Bon Voyage on Instagram and Twitter. Come and say g'day. Tell us. Maybe you want to answer one of your own Not So Fab Five questions and we can read it out. Maybe you can tell us what's the worst food you've ever eaten. What is your least favorite country? What is your least favorite attraction? The worst place you've ever slept or if you've ever pooed your pants? We want to know one of those questions. And maybe we'll call you up midair. That would be awesome, you guys. Let us know if you have an answer to any of those questions and we'll hit you up. Yeah. And we'll and either you, tell your story or maybe we'll have you do it on air. Yeah, if you're really brave, drop in, slide into our DMs with your phone number and we'll give you a call mid-episode sometime and you can answer it for the rest of the voyages. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Until next time, remember to stay safe on the road. And- And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Especially if you poop your pants. Bye.